Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., so yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. That shit is moving fast as hell, bro. What is going <laughs> on? Zoom no, got it zoomed in. <laughs> We're coming in your ear holes fast as hell on the Ricky scale over here, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we are coming with the intro to the series that we've been talking about for two months. Super jacked to finally let you guys uh, in on the actual details of what we got going on. So. Should we tell, should we do ours first or should we tell them about the series first? Um, 
let's thing. let's tell them about the series first okay. because then it'll tie in All right to what well we first we're going to get to the people that make this possible and some more people jumped on we we sent some stuff out about the series we got a hype video made from grant from last breath shout out grant um some people got excited about that and we got some more ad reads to let you guys know and some companies that want to get into the whitetail world that a lot of people don't know about so um here we go let's start off with last breath what you got over there bro yeah guys uh one thing that i like about uh last breath is they're trying to give off um you know that everyday vibe because they are everyday guys even though their um production quality is very high and uh one way that you can get into the behind the scenes um of their show is to join the last breath inner circle on facebook and um the way garrett describes that group is um it's like the backyard to your house you know the the front looks nice and tidy but the the backyard's where the party happens and uh that's kind of the vibe that the inner circle has and uh it's a great it's a great explanation of what's going on there so um if you guys want to get in and see the see the sneak peeks and the first looks uh that's the place to do it if uh you ask to join that we can cody and i can definitely a preview to get in there and uh you can have basically full access we forgot to mention that we're on the love seat in the studio oh, yeah. shoulder to shoulder i know yes yeah, this is the comfiest seat I've ever yeah. had a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <is> so nice. <laughs> Shout out Jake Rask, like like uh, guest number six. <laughs> yeah, right? Man, way back. All right, uh, start off with X. What do we got, Exodus next? Yeah, Exodus trail camera tip of the week. Uh, one thing that we have experienced is that not all batteries are created equal. I think we all know that. But um, with some of these cameras and some of the technology that we're getting to put into them, uh, may require to have that 1.5 volts that's needed to operate efficiently that and get all the features that you want in your in that camera probably the reason why you might have bought that camera is because it has a certain feature and it might need all the battery power it needs to get it juiced up to go so just remember that when um, you are selecting batteries versus lithium versus alkaline and uh, vice versa that you might have to pony up and run the lithiums even in the summertime we don't have to worry about cold and such um but if you want certain features you might have to get the yeah get if you the guys paint. are having service problems or you're getting black pictures or your pictures are blurry and you can't really make them out most of the time it's not a camera issue it's a battery issue you you need the lithiums in there to to run that camera and a lot of companies don't come out and say that but We've uh, noticed that if you run lithiums, you just get a lot better quality pictures. And that's what we're in the game for. And better overall camera function. Yeah. Yeah. You want the camera to work as best as you can. So, all right. You got next level? Yeah. Next level tip of the week is to remember to try to keep your guys' feet as dry as possible. It's very important. And uh, dumping it straight on the ground should be a last resort. Gravity feeders, elevated block feeders, which they are a dealer for. So next level kind of... Uh, showcasing that they are a one-stop shop for everything deer nutrition um keeping them blocks elevated is uh, the best case scenario and to help you save your money to make sure that the deer consume as much of that block as they can and uh keeps them coming back and i would assume it'd be a less rodent intrusion on yeah. that block elevated there as well so um check that out at nextleveldeer.com all right we got a new one we're coming at you guys uh right on optics um, this company is out of Tucson, Arizona. They're pretty big out west, um, and they carry a, a bin binos, scopes, AR, red red dots, a bunch of different stuff. But they're trying to get more into the whitetail world, and they reached out to run some ads. 
through us. So, you know, big shout out to them for believing in this podcast and uh, getting the word out. But I just want to do a brief history of the company. Um, this this episode to open it up to you guys. The company's out of Tucson, Arizona. Right on Optics was founded in 2013 by a law enforcement and military veteran uh, named Brady Smith and his wife, Carrie Speth. The goal is to bring uh, high quality and affordability to the op optic industry with a huge focus on customer service. Um, you can find out more at rightonoptics.com, R-I-T-O-N-Optics.com. One thing I will want to add in is they have a unlimited lifetime warranty, which is something that we absolutely love um, to hear. And their, their warranty is you get a brand new optic if something happens and you're supposed to have it within 48 hours that's yeah that's pretty, pretty awesome baller. yeah so all right we got under warmer guys we talked about this earlier in the year it's getting late again and we wanted to hit you with it again so under warmer it's a compressed fitted fitted body warmer um it has eight large air activated heat pockets built in um staying warm up to 12 hours it's 10 bucks and you can be warm um for a late season set you can find out more of them at underwarmer.com all right, Black yeah. Rifle, Whitetail Legacy. Use the code there if you want to use it. get any Black Rifle um, coffee or gear, 20% um, off, save you there. And then if you want to get the Badlands discount from Last Breath, um, reach out to us and we'll hook you up with that. All, All right. right, that was a mouthful. Let's get into yeah, it. Man, I feel loud as hell. Are you? I know, yeah, but we got the squiggles. 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 small squiggles. Your squiggles are small. I'm trying to juice you up over yeah, here. Yeah, but I feel like headphones. There's yeah. like hell of snare in my headphones. Been... <laughs> you feel loud? Yeah, I feel loud. Okay, all right, all right. I'm blowing these people. I say I'm trying to match you with what yeah. I got here. I yeah. don't know. All right, well, let's get into the show. What is the series about? I'm incredibly jacked about this series, guys. We so what we did was we reached out in our mind to the absolute best whitetail killers out there they could be huge names you know kind of well known to not really well known to public land guys private land guys we went to every spectrum that you can go to um we got dan m fault we got don higgins we got chancy walters scott buckley um andre Twisco. Who else? Who am I missing? Missing, um, missing a couple. Am I? How am I got? One, two, three, four, five. Right. One more. Who, who is it? Oh, John Eberhart. John oh, Eberhart. yeah. Eberhart, yeah. Yep. We got John Eberhart. So we we literally tried to cover every every avenue from northern, midwestern. This guy's raising whitetails on a farm. This guy's hunting radically on public land. And we talked to them about a deer that they did not get. It's a topic that I don't think has ever been covered with these guys. Everyone that we talked to, they were excited to talk about this. Like every mm -hmm. time we messaged them and said, hey, this is what we want to talk about. This is what we got going on. We recorded Dan's episode in like <laughs> March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we like we got to get him when he's available. Um, so we pre-recorded these episodes, but they're talking about giant deer or deer that literally just oh, we got yeah, we got uh Justin Hollinsworth too. Oh yeah, yeah, we missed that. Yeah. But we just deer that they didn't catch up to and um, a lot of these guys threw really off the wall tactics at these deer trying to get it done and they break down the hunt and how it happened. And then we talk about, you know, did you ever figure out what happened to the deer? And if there's anything different that you would do now with your years of knowledge, because some of these deer are like 10 years ago or mm -hmm. five years ago, e even or, Don had two of yeah, them 30 years ago, 30 years you know? ago, you know, so, 
Um, it's cool to hear these stories from these guys that are so well known at killing giant deer. And the series is called the one that got away. It's the one that got away series. It's not something that I don't think is talked about. You don't have a, a like a well-known whitetail hunter on a podcast and say, okay, man, how did you mess up? <laughs> yeah. But every one of these, you, you can take something from because these guys have been doing it so long. They're so good at their craft that when they mess up, it's, I guarantee if you haven't done it, it's something that you're going to do in, in your transition of becoming, you know, a whitetail hunter. And, uh, you hearing these stories and them in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I got to make sure I don't do that. Or, you know, if I have a buck kind of doing the same thing, maybe I need, maybe that's not a smart move. And a lot of them are, some of them are really off the wall. Like Justin Hollinsworth tactics are off the wall. Chancey's from white tail adrenaline, crazy off the wall stuff, you know, but, uh, that, that shit happens crazy in the woods sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, these guys are breaking down what, what, you know, and I, the I, challenges that they had and how they over, how they would overcome them now. I think why these guys were so excited to talk about this topic is because the way that you and I, um, feel like how we learn so much more after we kill, these guys are learning so much more when they don't kill. And that's how they've got to the point in their hunting career of, when they pick a buck out, you know, yeah. it's a bad day for that buck. Cause yeah. I mean, it's, he's pretty much done now. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you, you talk to a guy who Don Higgins, who's passing, you know, 190, 200 inch deer to Crazy. let it go big. And then he can't get it done on a buck. Like there's something that that buck is doing or Justin, Justin Hollingsworth, who is just an absolute slayer mm -hmm. and chasing a buck all the way into late season and can't get it done. You know what I mean? And, are, are we going to touch on like maybe just brief a little bit? Cause I, yeah. I want to talk about one of the crazy tactics you're talking about yeah. is Justin's out there in a hotel white sheet yeah. trying to stalk a deer late season. <laughs> trying to get into the stand without him <laughs> seeing him. So he took snow on the ground. So he took a white sheet out to walk across the field to blend in. So this is kind of the stuff that you're going to hear. This is stuff that they, they've said they've never talked about. They've never talked about these bucks on a podcast. And um, Dan Infault or, is a super cool one. He's never really yeah. talked about that deer didn't really a lot of people didn't even know about the deer um kind of a really weird circumstance you know and he talked about you know how he thinks he messed up on this deer and what he would do different um it's really cool hearing from these guys that are just stone cold killers about hey man um i messed up you know and and uh we're gonna bring these guys back to back to back all through season so when you're out there hunting you're gonna get to hear a you know a tactic that dan infault used a tactic that don higgins used a tactic that John Eberhart used. We're trying to bring you the absolute best knowledge tweaked a little bit. So it's different than those other podcasts where they've been on where Eberhart's talking about Michigan or talking about saddle hunting. You know, he might mention that in this, ep in these episodes, but he's talking about a reason he didn't, you know, kill his target buck. Like there was a reason he didn't make it happen. You know, um, we had the late comer Andre, we were trying yeah. to get him lined up and he didn't make the, we, the video intro which i'm kind of upset about but uh are we gonna play the intro right here yeah we can do it right here if you want to big All right, dog. let's do it right here guys this will be the intro for the the whole entire the one that got away series three two one Andre DePuisto. I'm the founder of Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands Lone Wolf Custom Gear all right well we got Dan on the line 
And I started thinking, I probably shouldn't have shared those pictures. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we got Don Higgins on. Um, Anything that's got to do with uh, chasing big deer, I've got my hands in it somehow. Well, my name's John Eberhardt. The first one that comes to mind was early in my career. I'm Scott Buckley from Iowa. Um, I had jumped him in the summer, too. He jumped up in that swamp grass down in the bottom lake. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm chasing it. There ain't nothing stopping me. Justin Hollinsworth. I'm with Whitetail Addictions and uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. So what are we talking about tonight? We're, uh, we're talking about the one that got away. We talked about a deer that we didn't get it done on for some reason. Um, so uh, go ahead and get into the story of the one that got away. All right, guys. Well, that will be the intro that will be coming in your ear holes for the next eight weeks or so as we go through these episodes. Um, besides this one, I mean, we're, this is like seven weeks, I guess. Gonna get the middle. <laughs> You're going to get double introed on this one. I don't know. I was thinking about maybe keeping it because yeah. we need to get off the, with what we're about to get into, we need to get off that one. Yeah. And I don't have, right now, I just don't have the, yeah. the gumption you. to get another one done. I got you. So it'll come. But yeah, uh-huh. so so that's that's the theory we've been holding back on you guys. Um, we you know it takes a long time to um, get these guys lined up and get them on the phone. And uh, just huge shout out to all of them for coming on. And we're talking about some legendary deer in this, and um, like Scott Buckley's deer. You know the the hunting public's hunting that same deer. Know, yeah, that was them cool. And no one can connect the dots, and just an, a lot of awesome stories that never got to get told and now they're getting told uh, on this series so um we really hope you guys enjoy it one thing i will mention is these will also be going live on the last breath tv um we did get the chance to zoom call a couple of these guys a lot of these guys are pretty private on the zoom call but we got the chance to, to zoom call a couple of them so if you guys enjoy the video style um there is the zoom call excuse me version on uh, last breath uh, TV on, on YouTube. So you can, uh, man, the bush lights are hitting me. Yeah, right right. Uh, but yeah, you can watch it over there. But, uh, the one that got away series, we're kind of thinking about how do we open this up? And we got some Intel about three months ago or so that we haven't really shared yeah, with man, anybody. Yeah. We haven't shared with anybody and it's pretty much altered our whole entire way of hunting. And we were pretty discouraged at first but now i'm, I'm more excited mm-hmm. about yeah it. If, if you caught last week's episode like you didn't hear anything really all you heard about was squiggles and pickles yeah. pretty much you didn't hear nothing about uh i heard a chips and dip and a burrito supreme yeah. coming out yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear nothing about magnum pi because uh, r.i.p magnum pi the one that got away so the first episode we're going to start um with our our the one, one that, that got, got away. away um you know, we've, we've been hunting these giant bucks and been able to, well, we killed, you know, we killed freeze. We were on him for three years. We were on Magnum PI for three years. Um, and, uh, Magnum PI was killed the very last day this public land was open in the morning. Um, he was with some deer. We seen the deer that he was with, <laughs> but we did not see Magnum PI. So we were literally set up in his line of traffic. We felt really good about that morning. Yeah. We feel like, man, we got the cold weather. We know these does are going to come through here eventually. He's with these does. Good chance he's going to be with them. And we see these the the bucks that are with that were with them and no Magnum PI. So um I I I still haven't listened to the No Picnic series, but I'd like to go back and listen to about like that last day 
that's um and just talk about that encounter how or, bad like, how we see how bad you would have felt if you seen that first buck and didn't make a move and then after the second buck magnum went through there yeah after i was the, thinking about that the other day the second buck went through there and we still didn't move yeah so and he, if he wouldn't have got shot he would have went through there and been out of shooting range and we didn't move yeah so here's the scenario is we're set up where we've been watching these does bed for i mean damn near two weeks is every day yeah. we're out there you know and um so finally on the last day we're like okay you know <clears throat> we got the weather we got the weather we can finally get in here um, the only thing we don't know is if there's a good enough tree to get into because we haven't really been in this little pocket. We wanted to timber. wait until we had the weather because those does were beating us back in there. We yeah. didn't want to get in there and bump them out. I think only two times we've seen them. Yeah. The day after you killed. We always and... seen them coming out, but we never seen them going in because it was so hot. They were in there before. So mm -hmm. we're waiting for that cold weather to be like, okay, we can get in here. They're going to be on the fields longer. We can get in here, make a move and not bump these, these does out here because these are our bread and butter does because whoever's on a private just absolutely murdered does. <laughs> yeah like, just wiped them out we went from seeing 15 12 does to four like mm -hmm. it, from the year year to year you know so go ahead sir and uh so just like cody said we finally feel like we get in there and get set up uh we did a evening hunt over there because mm -hmm. we knew this the weather was going to be good and then we went in there got set up in the morning and we did um, see those does come out that evening on the through the grass oh yeah so, yeah yeah. They, yeah they were down there yeah they were so, just bedded to the north yeah and um we did a little bit of rattling uh called in a absolute scrub buck i yeah. mean dude was pissed off yeah, slobbering he everywhere he was he was ready to take what was his and um and then it was late it was late it was like mm. 10 yeah and um up on that north ridge <clears throat> across this marsh bottom we seen a doe running into the timber across a wide open hayfield right into the timber and look at cody i was like okay about 30 seconds later here comes a decent buck uh, you can tell it was mm -hmm. a buck from what 250 yeah. yards away and he pops in right right there i was like okay buck chasing a doe seemed to be probably a shooter at the scenario we're at right now last day um need to get something down here you know so would have probably been a shooter and then it was about five minutes later here comes a second buck a little bit bigger yeah pretty solid goes right in there they're like okay all right we have a hot dough in there one buck's already went in there now we got two bucks in there yeah we're just trying to wait like okay they're gonna come our way we're like, yeah because i mean i mean they were literally they were running hard if they're gonna work that area i feel like they're gonna come right to us you know but, yeah if, i mean easily could have come down yeah. went right back into where she had maybe been bedding mm -hmm. there you know and felt really comfortable and so well he's gonna pin me down the rest of the day i might as well yeah. get somewhere I, i'm cool with so we we're just kind of waiting it out at that point and i'm like all right we got two bucks in there what's the chances of three big shooter bucks gonna be right there you know so we literally talked about moving and then like that was kind of the do we go or not is like well there's already been two bucks there so you know what's the chances of three and i shit you not about another 15 minutes later i mean it was a decent break third buck comes smashing in there and that was that was a really nice yeah. deer and um we didn't move yeah. and we just watched it. And then we felt, we felt pretty, I felt pretty dumb because I'm, I mean, I was the one ultimately made the call of like, 
you know, probably not going to happen. But if you got the only hot dough in the area, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a buck from damn near anywhere. Yeah. And um, that's when it was kind of pretty deflating at that point. And um, we should have should have put the work in and just went over there mm-hmm. and made a move. So the long, long story on how we figured out this deer's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to our local boat. Homie goes to our local boat shop. And uh, I just got a message from Dan. I think he shot that buck. Did he? Yeah. I seen he sent a photo. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. Uh, one of our followers on Instagram. So hopefully smash that buck. But anyways, um, we get a, you go to the boat shop. Yep. And he's like, hey, man, you know this deer. And with the podcast, you're going to get like people know who you are eventually around the area. And and uh, I was like, I was like, nah, just off the top of my brain, I was like, no, I'm probably not going to know this beer. Probably yeah. not. But what do you got? And he shows me a picture and I see Magnum's right base kicker. That's like three and a half, four inches down. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, one inch drop time. You're like, yeah. That's, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. Man. Seen the split too. I was like, yeah. all right, 100%. Yeah, so we we get that <laughs> intel. Dude don't know his name. No number. But the guy said, hey, let these guys know the steer's dead. I killed him, you know, the last day out there. Mm-hmm. Like, and we actually seen that guy walk out. And shout out to that dude because he hunted there every morning. That's yeah, Walked that's... in and walked out. Now. We talked about how hard it is to get to those places. He wasn't going as quite deep as we were into the shit, but still, we were biking in, and he was walking. And I don't know if he had stands hung or not, but I'm pretty sure he did. Um, Do you think it would be easier to walk? I don't know. It it would be longer. It would be longer, and I don't think so. On the way out, maybe. On the way in, it's downhill. Yeah, way in, solid. Yeah. Way in, you're you're smoking, man, dude. (laughs) Way in, I think, but maybe just walk. And then you can get up that hill. Walk the bike out, maybe. Yeah. Um, I walked the bike out last year a couple times. Yeah, yeah, dragging a sweet-ass buck out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so so the picture has this – it's a Facebook screenshot is what it is, and it has, like, who liked it on the bottom of it. So, like, there's one name that says (laughs) this guy liked this picture. So, I'm like, okay. So I searched that guy and I find him and I personally messaged him. And I'm like, Hey dude, this is going to be weird as hell, but you <laughs> like this picture of this buck that this guy shot. And I would, I know it's weird. I said, I'm really into whitetail hunting and getting the story and everything. So if you would let him know, if you know him personally, that I'd like to chit chat with him, here's my number, you know, and that guy messaged me back finally and said, Hey, that's my, the guy I work with, he shot that buck. I'll let him know. So they're like, sweet. And then like a week goes by, I don't hear anything. And then I finally get a call from the dude out of the blue. I got all my kids. Mad chaos. <laughs> so I told my wife, I said, I got to take this call. It was right after supper. So I just went outside and I'm like walking around. And so he tells me the story of how Magnum dies. So he's in, he's further towards to the west than us by quite a bit. Not, not crazy, but pretty, pretty good lick. And, uh, he goes, well, there's this doe, this doe, and it had these three bucks. Two of them were really good bucks, one small buck, and then Magnum. And he's like, they're working this ridge. And I'm like, we seen all those bucks and that doe, except Magnum, come, Mag- or Magnum come right off that ridge that morning. Mm-hmm. And then we seen that dude walk out. 
and he had, you know, he'd shot it the last day and he was saying like, I was worried about getting the deer out of there because it closes, you're not supposed to be in there. And I was like, yeah, that's probably stressful. But so Magnum is way out of his zone. Like we kept talking about the Magnum zone. He's way out of where this dude is supposed to be in life. <laughs> like we ran cameras where this guy killed this deer. No books, no bucks on that cam. A few does, but no bucks. Remember, that's the one that I went in and checked. And that guy's like, there's someone out here in shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trail cams. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who that was. That was me. <laughs> it was 83, bro. I'm checking one on the edge of a hay field. Like, come on, man. But uh, anyways, um, no bucks at all. You know, and we had run all that stuff early. And the giant typical was kind of over there. But then mm-hmm. he faded out and there's nothing. There's literally nothing there. There's a buck that I killed yeah. over there. And that was it. Yeah. We put an ass load of work into that area. Yeah. Thinking that that's where he lived. So but, it was in that yeah, tree was, with that stand. I think it was right in, there. I think it was in that. Yeah. I think, okay. it, yeah, I think that's where that's mm. the yeah. dude, the, the guy obviously won't tell me exactly mm-hmm. where he's sitting. Right. Which I understand, but he's telling me the story and how it's working out and how he walks in every morning and what he looks at and the shit's clicking. I'm like, okay, I know exactly where you're at, dude. I, well, I know where you're at. But anyways, Magnum comes in on this doe. He's running these other bucks off and he's on one of these ridges. He's going to take like a 40 yard shot at him. Magnum turns directly, walks right at him, turns around 15 yards, quarter away, shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, guy had never seen the deer, no trail cam picture of the deer, did not know the deer existed. Um, just literally out there putting the hours in the stand and killed an absolute giant buck out there. You know what mm. I mean? So that just goes to show you, you can be like us who has all the Intel, 50 trail cams, video, you know, 50 trail cam pictures, video, three years of Intel combined with this, eliminating pieces of the property that he doesn't even use, knowing what trails he use. Okay. He's here. He's here. He's here. Or you could be a guy who literally is just out there grinding, putting hours and kills the buck. Like, and that shit happens. It's public land. You can't do anything about it. But like I said, that guy, the old black Ford, you're guaranteed (laughs) me and homie and the black Ford only mothers there. Yeah. People go in about three, four times and they're like, bruh, I'm not going back in there. Like I'm white, especially if they don't have a good hunt. Like if they, if they have kind of a couple shit hunts, they're out. But that guy was only hunting in the mornings. That's when we've seen our best activity. Mm-hmm. The guy knows how to, you know, he knows the whitetail. He has cameras out there, he says. Runs a bunch of cams. Just didn't have any intel on that deer because the deer was never up there. No. Yeah. He Not had cams mag- up there. No pictures. Deer was way out of his zone on a hot doe. And that's why it's so important if you have a target buck to kill these things before the rut hits. Because mm-hmm. that deer is you know it, but see this is where conflicting stories come right so remember the last day we were out there mm-hmm. remember oh he was on the neighbor's food plot uh that was, wasn't the last day because they weren't out there the last day oh was it the day before it was a couple of days before oh, was it i thought it was the last day mm-hmm. we yeah. were we were the only meet us yeah us in the ford yeah okay yeah so i was Nobody. thinking man they seen him on the neighbor's food plot mm-hmm. yeah that was when Bagdam went three miles in one day because yeah. it was way up north yeah, and it was in the middle yeah that was yeah, like on that wednesday yeah so he probably just pulled off that dough 
Yeah. We see him. He was looking for a doe. Mm-hmm. And then found that doe and was with her for two days yeah. and then was pulling off again. Yeah, I want to say it was a couple days after we seen him that supposedly. But the does that we were waiting on is what had Magnum. How they were working in circle and crescent moon and into that bedding area. They just got he just got caught way before. Right. You know? Right. So we were we were in the chips, but you sometimes in the chips isn't good enough, especially no, if you're yeah. public land. You gotta you gotta be in the crevice, in the seam. In the seam, get in the seam. We're we're on the side of a dish. We're getting like that <laughs> very leftover salsa on the edge. We need right in the middle, scooping hard. But uh the guy had no intel of the buck, no, you know, no, never seen the deer, but the guy was cool, really cool, talked about the ground, you know. Like I said, he wouldn't tell me exactly where he's hunting, which I get it. I, I'm cool with it. I asked him if he was the guy with the e-bike because we thought that was the dude with the e-bike. But mm-hmm. no, he walks in. I'm like, that's the guy. The only guy I've ever seen walk in hunts mm-hmm. right over there. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. You walk across that big thing and we yeah. cut straight south and you yep. walk further over. I'm like, okay, you, there's only one guy that walks in and I, I know where you hunt. And I'm pretty sure that's the guy that I've seen in there when he seen me in short <laughs> <laughs> and, but man if magnum got imagine if magnum got killed on the edge of that hayfield just like so <laughs> so close <laughs> so like classic like i'm just gonna hunt this edge and wait for a buck to come through and it was right on the biggest deer on the piece right yeah you know like it's just just crazy but the like i said the guy really know you really seem to know know the property had walked it all kind of talked about that talked about you know what he'd seen out there and he's going to be back in there and uh you know i'd send him every trail cam picture we have of him talked about him from you know when i thought he was three to when he killed him the trail cam videos where we had encountered him you know and he wasn't even in the ballpark mm-hmm. of where this guy spent this buck spent most of his time, you know, and that just goes to show you, you can be there. You can do everything right. You think you're doing right, but you can just kill the buck. Just like I said, the guy on the North who had the nighttime scrape picks, like the only way that guy kills him. If, if he's on a hot dough up there, that's the only way. And that's the same thing as this guy he just got to be on a hot dough, you know, and that guy could have been in, in other on other deer. I have no idea, but he said he'd never seen, never seen that deer before. So he said he shot him, didn't know exactly what he shot him, knew it was big, got down, you know, didn't go very far, found him, got him out. I'm like, dude, if, if he would have went 80 yards to the south, he would have had a disaster. Yeah. Like, <laughs> catastrophic helicopter rescue kind of right. deer out. Right. Um, worse than ours, you know, getting it like that mm-hmm. shit is. I don't know what it's like. Do not go in there in the summer. Do not go in there in the summer. Well, like, we were pretty much damn near the summer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, don't go in there. But I don't know. Fall, it might be better. Like November, it might be pretty solid. All that shit should be dead. It might be pretty open. But it's just like there's no way in the summertime to ever accept foot. Man, our squiggles are small. I know. Is I was wondering if your mic was on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe my mic's not on. No, yeah, it yeah, is. It's on. Yeah. yeah, is it plugged in? It's probably not plugged yeah. in. No, I, but I hear I you hear good in my good. phones, yeah. 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 Anyways, this guy's like, God, this episode two oh four years. Get the so shit together. This squirrel's <laughs> are big as hell now, bro. Look at that. What the hell is going on over here? 
Maybe, maybe had a loose connection, bro. Maybe I did. Oh, now they're small again. What the hell? Oh, okay. he's got excited. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, so Magnum's dead. Ugh. Okay. Magnum PI is no more. If you guys have heard us say, hey, we don't have a 170 plus um, to hunt. Another thing, this guy's cool. He's talking to me and he's like, hey, when I get the deer back from taxidermist, I'll let you come look at him. So I was like, sweet, dude. That's That would be killer. You know, just let me check the deer out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's all I can ask. The guy's not really big on social media. I thought it'd be really cool to have him in studio, kind of talk about the deer. But after talking to him, I realized that that's not really his kind of cup of tea. He's kind of our age, I think, but just not not really big on social no Instagram, no Twitter, a Facebook that him and his wife maybe share, or maybe she posts stuff on there, but not, he don't post very much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, congratulations to that dude. He's out there hunting just like us. Just, but, uh, just log in the out. Just, yeah, he's hunting every morning he can. And, um, he's going somewhere else in the evening and hunt. Cause he said the activity was low. Michael, you know, pretty much what yeah. we probably should have been doing but we were like you only get one chance at this freaking deer mm-hmm. so we got to make the best of it and that just goes to show you 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 can throw all your eggs in one basket and miss opportunities on other bucks like we did and that deer could get killed by someone else that literally has no idea that deer is even alive it's just part of the game when you're a whitetail hunter on public land or even private land your neighbor could kill something that's never been on his property ever and he could kill it you know it's just just part of it, you know, and it, like remember, remember a few years ago when I passed Mr. Maybe the neighbor was like, I'm going to pass him. You should pass this deer. And <laughs> yeah. Just smoked him during shotgun season. Right. Like, Man, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I passed him with a bow and you're like, yeah, I'm going to hammer I'm blasted. I'm blasted. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I shot that deer. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I see how you're working now. You tell me to pass the deer that you actually want to shoot. Right. I got this all worked out right. now. So you tell me. You tell me, don't shoot this deer. You're targeting that deer. Yeah, <laughs> but that just that's just how it goes, man. That's just first year on a new property yeah. with new neighbors. Just white. It's just white tail hunting. The, you you can't control these deer. You know, my name's High Fence Jenkins, and I can't even control them in the fence, man. It's I know. Just, you need to get your shit. Together. I know my fence has got hella holes in it. <laughs> I need to get that shit tightened up. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just what it is. But you know, that's the one that got away. So you know, in in the the uh, what what i want to say in the the way that we're doing these episodes mm-hmm. there's a better way what, to say that would you what, what did we yeah, learn from it what would what would we do different if we could hunt that deer again and i'll go first what i would do different was the top i wouldn't hunt the top at all mm-hmm. the top was a huge waste of time but the reason the top was so good was because there's other bucks there there's opportunities to kill other bucks, like good bucks. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, okay, we got a ton of bucks up here. We got a ton of intel. It's incredibly hard to get to. It's so hard, so much. It's twice as hard to get to to the in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it is. It's in, incredibly hard. Should have been hunting the bottom. That should have been hunting that little bull that we talked about that we've never hunted. We talked about hunting it, talked about running a cam. Still don't have a cam in there. <laughs> little bull. The little bull straight to the east. Uh, south, remember I said that he, this is the line from the oaks over oh, that bull right there on the backside of the cattails. Like mm-hmm. we should have been hunting the ridge where the other guys were hunting. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have let that deter us. I, we had, we had uh, op, multiple opportunities to probably kill him there. I mean, we know he's daylight in there. Yep. Um, 
shouldn't have let that deter us. The wind doing funky stuff in there was really hard on us. We should have just said, F the wind. We only get one shot at this. Let's go throw a sit on it. When we went in, when we were going to go in on the ground and scout hunt and potentially set up that one day and we ended up not doing it. You remember when we were going to go back up on top of the top and the back and scout hunt? I feel like we should have done that because maybe we would have seen some sign back there. Maybe would have motivated us to be like, okay, there is a couple of trees we can get back in here. It would have intrigued us to go back there. Mm-hmm. And that's where he ended up coming out of the day that we seen him. So we know that he was comfortable getting back there. He's in, probably back there quite a bit. In the back back. Yeah, in the back back. Mm-hmm. We were, that was the plan. We were going to go yeah. back in there, yeah. scout hunt, potentially set up, maybe go back and set up on the ground on the back pinch, just try that out but we chicken shit it out and didn't do it. So that's, I think our, our main mess ups should have hunted the ridge that we knew he was on, but there's a lot of hunters in there that were deterring us. We should have hunted the back of the ridge, but the wind was wrong. Every time we went back in there, it was swirling, those blowing at us. Um, so we decided to ax that should have hunted the, the north of the ridge where the hot corner was more. Um, yeah, but didn't, didn't do that. Um, should have stayed off the top stayed in the bottom those food plots were drawing us up there on the private mm-hmm. those other bucks were drawing us up there you know the guy that was hunting up there talking about how good it was was drawing us up there um you know and and then that day that we should have went in and scouted instead of hunting other than that that's that's pretty much all i would have changed and and if i could have changed the weather for november last year that'd be, that'd be sick <laughs> yeah that would have helped a lot but other than that that's 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 what i got what do you got yeah it's just like like you said you know we pussyfooted on the edge quite a bit and we needed to be on that ridge especially when we found that scrape right there mm-hmm. um walk around and then and then we'd leave it you know which yeah. ultimately led us to you killing your buck and um but I mean, we were there to kill Magnum and in my mind, do, in my mind, know? I feel like there's a straight line from where I killed my buck to where Magnum came out of to the hot corner. I feel like they just right across. Yeah, there bottom. is that trail there. Them does come out of the yeah. hot corner, went up the fence and yeah. went right into the, yeah. that pocket. I of timber. feel like they go right there. I feel like there's just like a, it's a straight it's line, a straight shot. They're going, okay, we're really safe over here, but the food's over here. We just got to get to this little bit of bullshit in the middle. Yeah. And we're going to do it. And I feel like, I feel like Magnum probably went through that hot corner a bunch. You know, I feel like a lot of bucks did. And we, we, and we, we got a couple bucks on camera there right now. Mm-hmm. And one in the daylight, you know what I mean? Which is super cool. But anyways, I feel like there's a line from east to west that they're shooting back and forth, you know? And that's just something that you, you look at the data and we, we made move on it now. We look at the data over the years. You're like, man, I've been messing up. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tragic when you find out that you're actually messing up. Because two years ago we thought they're going north and south. Yeah, yeah on that it's, cam, it's definitely not. But they're definitely not doing that. They're going no. east and west right. through there. And now we know, you know. And it's just like I said, we need to get a cam. And I feel like we need the, to get a cam on that on the spike trail, right there. Yeah, on that boom. Yeah, like it, that would connect a lot of shit. Yeah, because I feel like Maybe that's a right or went straight. I was just gonna say, I feel like that that is the buck trail is that one yeah, yeah. and it, and you know maybe the does are using the hot corner one mm-hmm. a little bit more around. but i feel like them bucks can come on that third trail that magnum did yeah. and then go right through that cattail marsh mm-hmm. and get right right into the timber yeah. then, then they're not out in the open as far no, no. 
Yeah, so, you can see that cattail marsh off that creek boop, right in there. Yeah, I'm, sa- I'm safe 80% of the way instead yeah, they of 60. A, they got a 30-yard gap. They got to get out of the open. But Magnum was real chill in that bottom. He was. We encountered them. That's yeah. why I'm like, okay, they feel – if this deer feels that confident down here that he's just eating, scratching his head, browsing, like – coyotes ripping off yeah he's like, like i'm just going back to bed just chilling you know what i mean like he's like no not in a hurry at all and my buck not in a hurry at all. no that's dear just mobile <laughs> he's like i really need to get over there he's like i really i gotta <laughs> use that trail I know but there's something trail. in this tree <laughs> this tree i do not like <laughs> but i'm really gonna stay on this trail <laughs> i'm gonna turn right and try to get my good eyeball on it i'm dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened there but i mean i feel like that i feel like we could kill in that shit ass tree again probably i feel like we could too but yeah. i'm not sitting in that shit i feel tree like we again. need to split trees i feel like i need to go a tree back if i'm filming and you need to hunt that tree or by camera tree yeah mm-hmm. you need to like yeah be, be a split off like one guy on the trail and one guy one guy off the trail one guy on the trail camera guys off down a little bit yeah you know? Cause it's just too much. Oh, on one street. Yeah. That... I got my bow holder on my stand now though. So that's, the only... <laughs> I'm like, I'll never forget my bow holder again. I'm right. Like, this is perfect. But that's what I would do different, you know? And... Yeah. And I mean, we, we put a lot of the eggs in the basket yeah. and, you know, just like we talked about on a couple of episodes talking about Magnum is like, you know, risking it if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Something you have to decide as, as a normal whitetail hunter that, you know, maybe hunting public land or know that this deer might die. You don't have a big farm that he's going to live on and you have kids or wife and you have limited time where you work a lot, got limited time. You got to decide like, is this killing this deer worth me not killing anything else? And that was literally why we are missing bucks in daylight on purpose, like on mobile (laughs) camp, like solid bucks because we're, in this bullshit bottom somebody just punched their radio yeah i mean that we're just committed to killing a 190 and not not killing a 140 you know Mm -hmm. and it's completely different this year we don't have anything that big so like the biggest buck i think the split two buck might be 60 maybe maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe you know i mean that's the biggest we got Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the biggest we got we got that one picture of that giant eight pointer that might be like uh, worth targeting but other than that, we don't really have a lot of like mm-hmm. Magnum. I was listening to uh, Chasing Giants with Don Higgins, and he said that he don't have anything 170. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, he said that he thinks it's going to be a really short or really small year for really big racked bucks. He said he has a lot of age class deer that are in the 150, 160 range. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of different guys. Maybe <clears throat> they have one 170. Maybe that might be low 170. One buck. That was it. I'm going to say, I've just talked to a lot of guys, whether it's people who listen or um, just local hunters, buddies, friends, uh, that not a lot of deer made a jump like they should have or, you know, we that they were expected to. Down. And I said, yeah, we've got a lot of deer that are the same and probably even more that shrunk. Are not as good. Yeah. yeah, we're like. And the only thing I think about. I'm not saying I expect I, them to blow. Yeah. But the I mean, only thing give I me think five about is the winter. Like we had a. A shitload of snow. We, we didn't have a lot of snow. Shitload of snow for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long. I know that's not in the growing season, but like it's we still taxing. We had snow on the ground, like deep snow, like foot snow for 
two months and it just kept snowing and then it iced on top of it. And it was, I mean, how many nights do you work at work? Like, yeah, it, we, we, the whole, you know, the more than I can remember, February. more than I can remember ever working because the snow was so bad. Mm-hmm. So, and even North of us was even worse. So it'd be interesting to see, but I mean, the growing season, the shitload of rain, shit was green early. I mean, spring was nice. Summer wasn't that hot. I thought we were going to have some really good growth, but we just yeah. did. But we have a lot of, I feel like we got five-year-olds. Like that eight, like the heavy eight on Kings. I feel like that's like a four or five-year-old buck. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, he just, yeah. He yeah, just, he just doesn't got it. You know, he's yeah. just one of those. Thick things. body, real thick body. Yeah. Real heavy. You put him and Squiggles next to each other, there's a pretty good difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just not, Squiggles is 10 inches bigger. Mm-hmm. maybe more because he just he just ain't got he reminds me of the buck my wife shot over there yeah like yeah that's, that's exactly him. you know what i mean yeah like right at like 128 130 right on the butt you yeah. know what i mean but like a five-year-old you know like a five-year-old 138 pointer just ain't got it you know but uh yeah that's our story the one that got away so if like we always say if you got that buck that's a, a mac daddy you know the, the biggest dick out there in the woods you got to make a decision on if you want to hunt that deer because someone just like us could slip in on you and and just hunt hard and kill deer and that just goes to show you if you're one of those guys who don't have the money to invest in trail cams don't have the time to invest in scouting doing this doing that just go out in the rut and put time and stand and you you have the chance to kill a giant there's giants in the area this mm-hmm. is part of it you know i feel like in my mind when I was talking to that guy and he was telling me the story, I was like, I had just as much chance to kill that deer as you did. You didn't have some secret Intel tip that made you go there. You were hunting a pre-hung stand. You'd hung earlier. You're going back to it repeatedly. You know, we're moving around trying to make plans, got hella data and just didn't, didn't make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. part of it, but well, back to the positive. This series, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Um, let you know. Hopefully, share with your friends. Leave us a review if you want to. We'd love that. Let us know what you think about it. We put in a ass load of work to to make this for you guys. Uh, trying to line these guys up. There's a lot of like Tuesday night podcasts, yeah. and Thursday night, and random you know after football practice shit going on. And um, it was we we planned it out. We had this idea back in like February, February yeah. you know, and um, we've been planning on it for a long time. And like I said, I don't think it's been something that's ever been done with this many badass white tail hunters talking about a time that they didn't kill. Because everybody talks about how they're successful or why they're successful. They don't talk about why they messed up or what move they made that was dumb. You know, what I mean, and you know, you got to watch chances on YouTube. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude reels in so like a sweet. three pound bass on Zoom <laughs> call with us. <laughs> He's out there chasing his dream. That's we literally filmed, recorded a podcast while he was out breaking his boat in for a bass tournament. Like we we made this pot happen literally any means possible. So, like I said, we do have a late one. Um, Andre, I don't know if he's going to make the intro. I know he's not going to make the video intro. So we don't want to leave him out. Guy is super knowledgeable and a badass whitetail hunter. A huge respect for him. But uh we had the shit done before he was able to, he's a busy dude, man. He's yeah. got a lot of shit going right. on. So I kind of messaged him quite a bit and he was like, what was it like Tuesday at like eight or something like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got, I got 
35 minutes Tuesday at eight. I'm like, all right, we're in, man. We're weird guys. So it was cool talking to him. But like I said, we got a, a bunch of good names coming at you guys. And uh, I really enjoyed recording this series. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I don't know if I said leave a legacy on, on every outro on this or not. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I think did. you did. Okay, yeah. Well, good, good. Um, you, it's, you it's, good? Yeah, I would say if, uh, if, if you didn't, we're not going back and changing. Yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, hopefully, but yeah, are you are you good? You're good. You got everything. <laughs> yeah, on it's just this is uh this is kind of a shifting point to where you know just like you said one time on here we're pussy farting out there and now we're talking about being more aggressive and I feel like that would have been a, uh, a, a more more likely to have the outcome we wanted if we would have been more aggressive. Man, we were aggressive right as hell. But uh, we we, we, we could have be, been more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. We need to be on that screen. Yeah. It at least needed to be in there, and then we would have... I mean, we went in there and got winded by those. Yeah. God. Probably wouldn't have killed him, but yeah, at, at least, least you would at least that, we, you could have X that off. Like, yeah. I hunted that ridge. I tried it. Exactly. It exactly. You know, like... It's not in the back of your mind, like oh, I should have been there. Yeah, now I, now it's in there. Like oh, yeah. I could have, I could have, you know. You but if we would have went there, and that's a good thing. Like you know. if you're feeling something, you better do it because then you're gonna be like, yeah, oh, so the buck gets killed. Like shit, I should have done that. Yeah, it may sound dumb as hell, but if it doesn't work, then you can exit off the list, I guess, instead of just doing the same stuff that you've been doing that hasn't been working. Yeah, think <laughs> think of think of how much shit we've xed off just chasing through magnum yeah like a shitload yeah you know there's and, a shitload on that property that isn't any good mm -hmm. we know where to go now so it should be should be a really good year for us i'm, I'm not gonna call out anything but it should be should be a, a like back on tina's yeah this is slam dunk <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh, like always try to do the right thing enjoy this series um Hopefully you learned something from it. We put a ton of work in it, bring it to you guys and uh, try to leave a legacy. I hope you guys have the best season in the world out there. Um, in 48 hours, we're hunting Yeah, from this coming out. And uh, I know a lot of seasons are in, so hope you guys are doing what you can to get it down on your dream buck and- Send us pics. Yeah, we uh, we won't be coming at you unless we got something good to tell you or we kill. So you, you'll just be hearing pre-recorded episodes for a while. So hopefully we kill and then we get to talk to you guys and you get a little bonus episode, but we really appreciate you guys. Um, just wanted to say that before we release the whole series, we appreciate the shit out of you guys. Um, everybody that listens to this, everybody that reaches out, um, huge respect for you. You got, you're making our dreams come true here in this photo garage. And, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, always try to do the right thing leave a legacy and white till legacy is out